The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contest, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll. Marcus Rashford on defensive duty here and a one is in. And from a Manchester United corner, Nottingham Forest gallop away. And Rashford manages to get a toe to the ball. And in it goes. Disastrous start for Manchester United. Elation for Nottingham Forest. From a United corner, a Forest opener. Plenty gathering in the middle to try and benefit from this. And they've got another. Less than four minutes in, and Nottingham Forest are having a party at Old Trafford. Martinez. Fernandez never shy to shoot. Just squirmed away from Turner. Rashford looks to keep the heat on Nottingham Forest here, and in it goes. The much-needed Manchester United response, led by Christian Eriksen. That is a special finish from Ericsson because he's coming near post at full pace and it's a little glance flick. Super finish. Manchester United right back in this. It's fired in towards Casemiro. With the goal gaping, all it needed was the telling touch. Fernandez catching pretty much everybody out. In from Rashford, Fernandez is there, it's Casemiro! Nottingham Forest's two-goal head start is wiped out. A cleverly worked free kick, and Casemiro comes up trumps. Anthony looking to bend one! A stunning effort and a save to match it from Matt Turner. It seemed to be heading in all the way. Fernandez seemed to be through and down he goes. This could be a problem for Joe Worrell and for Nottingham Forest. It's a straight red card. Joe Worrell just couldn't keep up. Rashford. Oh, down he goes. 
Rodgers. Penalty kick. An ill-judged outstretched boot from Danilo. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow Bet MUFC on Twitter or on X at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can also follow my other Twitter account where I tweet about all sports and where I give away free plays as well. Last week, we went 100% 2-0 with the free plays. That is at X. That's at X. The pin tweet on that X account will be the P&L for the previous month, at least 99.9% of the time at the moment. We are transitioning from July to August, so the August PL will be posted on Monday or Tuesday. And the August PL is the 123rd month in a row of transparent and tracked profit. So for over a decade, I have not had one single losing month in sports betting. I've had losing days. I've just had one today, actually. Um, I've had losing weeks. But I've never, never had an entire losing month. I've always delivered a profit for 123 months in a row. Rather than scrolling down the X account, you can see all of the previous spreadsheets over at lockbetting.com. It's really easy to find. Don't just have a look at the total at the end. Do a little bit more due diligence than that. Have a look at the member comments. And most significantly, have a look at how we get there because we manage a bankroll perfectly. We make betting accessible for anybody with a disposable income. If you don't have a disposable income, betting is not a quick fix for you. Don't ever make a bet that you cannot afford to lose. If you do bet, it needs to be with your disposable income, which is a losable income. But as I said, for 123 months in a row, if you have tailed me, you have made a profit. So if you are interested in tailing the picks, just shoot me a DM on my X account at LockBangX. That's at LockBangX. Moving on with this edition of BetMUFC. That win against Nottingham Forest looks better and better all the time. Forest went away to Chelsea today and came away with three points. And Chelsea could not penetrate that stubborn low block and were defeated at home. This is after Arsenal already found it difficult to hold on to their 2-1 lead against Nottingham Forest because once Anthony Alanga came on, he caused Arsenal some significant problems, got them back into the game and Arsenal were clinging on to a 2-1 home win against Forest at the Emirates. So nobody has yet to batter this team. This team have given Arsenal a run for their money and have come away with three points against Chelsea, who have three £100 million players and are supposed to be fellow Champions League contenders. Yet, Manchester United absolutely destroyed this team for 86 minutes last week. So, I would prefer to disregard the first four minutes of that game and probably the last five, ten minutes as well, because we really were clinging on 
in injury time against the Forest team that were down to 10 men. So I don't think it was impressive what we did after we went 3-2 up. And it certainly wasn't impressive how we started the game. And if we start games like that against Liverpool, Manchester City or Arsenal, who are obviously our next opponents, we are going to get wiped out. But the way that we came back, the way we got back into that game was very Man United-esque. After that, I think I can pick out a number of performances that I was impressed with. I thought Casemiro had a better game. I thought Bruno Fernandes had his first good game of the season. Marcus Rashford, despite not scoring, was involved in everything. He set up the first goal, won the penalty for the third goal and played the pass where Bruno Fernandes nodded it across the box to Casemiro. And it was good to see that Bruno Fernandes does actually know how to fucking head a ball. Because had he known how to head a ball last week against Tottenham, Man United would have been 1-0 up. And we probably would have won that game. We should have won that game anyway because we should have been 1-0 up off the back of a penalty that was not given to us. So I'm going to disregard the negatives. I'm going to disregard that defeat against Tottenham because I think that was a game that we should have won. And I'm going to disregard the last four minutes, the first four minutes, sorry, in the game against Nottingham Forest. And if you do that then Man United's season looks a little bit better. Obviously, the performance against Wolves was a shit show. But again, the positive out of that is the fact that we won the game. We won a game that we did not deserve to win. So I think it has obviously been a mixed start by United. The big test comes against Arsenal. But it's fair to say that Arsenal have had a mixed start themselves. They should have maximum points. They've been given a gifted a very, very easy start to the season. Yet they managed to drop points at home to Fulham. And what was even worse was that they were 2-1 up and playing against 10 men. And they still drop points in that game. So for me, that's a worse result than anything Man United have done so far this season. In the transfer window this week, Man United managed to get Regulon in from Spurs to cover the two missing fullbacks, which are Malasia and Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw is going to be out longer than Malasia. So Sergei Regulon, a player that we actually wanted prior to him choosing Tottenham over United. It hasn't worked out for him at Spurs. If we can get the La Liga version of Regulon, this could be a good signing. It could at least be a good temporary signing. Although I still think initially we are going to play Dallow in the left-back role. So he could be full-back cover, despite the fact that he has come in and is a natural left-back. And also we've got Amrabat over the line. If we get the World Cup version of Amrabat, that's going to be a very, very good signing. But I am a little bit suspicious as to why this is a loan. And I'm also suspicious as to why Fiorentina was so desperate to get this deal over the line. Is something wrong with Amrabat? Was he just good at the World Cup and isn't that great in reality? Is he someone that's carrying an injury? I'm not too sure, but if we do get the World Cup version of Amrabat, who is an absolute fucking machine, then that's a very, very good signing and a big step up on Mason Mount, who's been absolutely woeful, not just for United at the start of the season, but he was completely crap last season as well. So I don't understand why we parted with all of that money. He still looks like Ten Hag's biggest mistake so far. And Ten Hag, for me, hasn't made too many. Yes, we've had some absolute slaughterings away to Liverpool and Manchester City. And we started last season poorly. 
The jury is still out on some of his other signings, but at the moment, Mason Mount looks like a poor signing. He's going to be injured for a while, so we won't have to watch him play. Instead, we're going to have have um, Ericsson probably playing in that position, and we're slowly going to bed in Amrabat. Obviously, the jury's still out on Onana, and there's going to be a big jury out as far as Hoyland is concerned. Rasmus Hoyland is supposed to be fit and in the squad and available to play a role against Arsenal tomorrow and I think many people will be fascinated to see him although coming against Arsenal is quite a difficult game to start your Manchester United career there are easier games coming up you could play in the game against Galatasaray at home in the Champions League or in the League Cup against Crystal Palace we actually play Crystal Palace back to back we have them in the Carabao Cup and then we play them in the league straight after So I want to move on to primarily focusing on the Arsenal game. But before we do that, let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about DraftKings. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? It's crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over because the NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving you a can't miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download now and use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting $5. That's the code SGP, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. See, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Let me also take this time to tell you guys about game time. Have you ever found ticket buying stressful? I found it stressful on multiple occasions, whether it be in the UK or the US, waiting to get your tickets through, sometimes not getting them through until just seconds before the event starts, not knowing when to buy or where to buy, what section you want, whether that section is going to be cheaper or whether you've got it at the best price at that point in time, whether better seats are going to open up later on. It's all very, very stressful. But Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the ticket and actually start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Also, with the game time guarantee, you'll always get the best price on tickets. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app and create an account using the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Moving on to the game of the weekend in the EPL, it's Manchester United travelling to Arsenal where the bookies have Arsenal as the 8-11 to favourites to beat United. It's 3-1 to on the draw, and Manchester United are a 4-1 to underdog. 
difficult game for me to break down given that neither side has looked that impressive so far this season. You could go on what happened last year, but it was Man United winning at Old Trafford and Arsenal winning at the Emirates. You could even go on the friendly that occurred in the summer where Man United beat Arsenal 2-0, but that is still a pre-season friendly. So it's difficult to take anything from that. The overriding take that most people have from that game is that Manchester United were more physical than Arsenal and more physically ready for the game. But that just could be simply down to Manchester United treating their pre-season friendly differently or being further along in their physical development. But I don't really think that's the reason because one thing you couldn't say about Manchester United so far this season is that they've been physically ready for the season. That did look like the case against Arsenal. We thought that was going to be a big positive, but they faded late in every single game so far. They ran out of gas after 70 minutes in the game against Tottenham. They did nothing in the um, in the late stages against Nottingham Forest after we went 3-2 up. We could have killed the game off. We were actually sitting back against 10 men and the overall performance against Wolves was just poor throughout and we looked much less physically fitter than the Wolves side did, who came to Old Trafford, dominated the shot count and the possession, and United were lucky to come away with the win. So it's really difficult to know what to take from what the two teams have done so far, what to take from pre-season, what to take from last season. Ultimately, if you're being honest about it, you would say that the Emirates is a very difficult place to go, especially for a Manchester United side who had a very, very poor away record last season. And when we were talking about United improving this season at the start of the year, we identified that away record and quite simply said, if United can improve that away record, which was really, really poor for a team who qualified for the Champions League and maintained their home record, then they could get a lot closer to Manchester City. Well, we've started with two home wins, albeit lucky ones, you must say. But the away game against Tottenham was another poor performance, and United performed particularly poorly against top-half sides. Well, this is a side that finished second last season. So if last season's anything to go by, Manchester United won't get anything from this game. It's also concerning to me that we're catching Arsenal at the wrong time because throughout the start of the season, uh, Arsenal have been tinkering with their formation and Arteta has received a lot of criticism for the Thomas Partey situation where he continues to play Partey at right back. And many people are accusing him of being a disciple of Pep Guardiola, trying to copy what Guardiola does instead of just opting for the very simple options that are in front of him, which is to quite simply do what he did last year, play Ben White as the right back, play Zinchenko as the left back and put in Gabriel and Saliba as your centre-backs. And Gabriel is the one who's been sacrificed to make way for Arteta's experiments, which have been done, I believe, to get new signing Kai Havertz into the side. But Arsenal fans don't want to see Havertz in the side. I don't think they wanted to sign him anyway. They want to go back to the back four from last season and see a midfield trio of party new signing Declan Rice and Odegaard sitting in front of him which would mean there's no room for Kai Havertz you could push him up front but Arsenal fans would rather see Eddie Nketiah as the nine as opposed to Havertz being a false nine and the two wide players Martinelli and Bakayo Saka obviously pick themselves 
As for making a betting pick here for this game, we'll do that shortly because before we do that, let me take a very short pause here to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats then do what you usually spend on Sundays doing, which is watching the NFL games. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website. It's underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and our promo code SGPN. And finally, make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with a $1,000 first place prize. But Patreons can actually double their prize in that college football bankroll challenge to $2,000. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. I'm not going to pick against Manchester United here for this game against Arsenal. Um, I do think it's going to be very, very difficult for United to get something from this game. Because, as I said, I think the timing is bad. I think Arsenal will go back to their regular formation and will answer their supporters' wishes. I wish we'd played the Arsenal team that seemed a little bit more disjointed against Fulham. I feel that we had a chance of maybe um, getting something or maybe even beating that Fulham side. The Manchester United side that finished the game, or sorry, the, the Manchester United game that we saw for an hour, shall we say, against Nottingham Forest, going up against the Arsenal team that turned up against Fulham, particularly in the first half, would see Manchester United leaving the Emirates with three points. But I think it's very likely, although not guaranteed, because Mikel Arteta is stubborn, that Arsenal do make the right changes here and Manchester United fall victim of Arteta receiving that criticism and him finally answering his supporters' wishes. But we don't know exactly what's going to happen. That's just my inkling, but we don't know. If we see a lineup that's once again Arteta tinkering with the side and balance and not going with what with what Arsenal supporters want and Kai Havertz being shoehorned in again, then suddenly the chances of Manchester United vastly increase. But we're not going to know that until 3.30pm. What we do know, in my opinion, no matter what team Arteta puts out or what or whatever team Manchester United put out, especially with the absence of Rafa Varane and no uh, recognised left back at the moment, there will be goals here in this game. Arsenal and Manchester United have seen both teams score in two of the three matches so far this season and they have significant defensive issues to contend with. They're lucky that they haven't conceded more goals but both still look like a threat going forward when Manchester United went up the gears against Nottingham Forest. They actually look like a very solid team. They also looked solid in attack against Tottenham for large periods of that game, but just could not put it into the back of the net and missed a host of guilt edge chances. Man United have created the joint most big chances this season, despite the criticism that they have received. And both teams have now scored in each of the last four competitive meetings between Arsenal 
and Manchester United. I see nothing different happening today. I see BTTS coming through. I can't make a case for either team keeping a clean sheet here. Obviously, with the data and with the two teams we're looking at here, this is a juiced selection. BTTS is available at the price of 8 to 13, but I think it's a very, very solid play. Was a contender to be the lock on this week's show, but instead we did narrowly pick something else ahead of it with the historical data between Liverpool and Aston Villa and the eye test for Liverpool and Aston Villa so far telling me that that would probably be a better game to go for as far as a lock for goals went. But this one narrowly, narrowly missed out just simply because of the unpredictability in terms of team selection because if Manchester United aren't prepared for this game, suddenly we won't be looking at BTTS. We'd be looking at an Arsenal team who go back to their regular formation of last season that blow Manchester United out of the water. Whereas if we see an Arsenal team at 3pm that is again, or 3.30pm, that's again as disjointed as the one we saw against Fulham, then Manchester United could very much pick them off on the counter-attack with the pace they have up front, especially if Rasmus Hoyland can hit the ground running. I think that's going to be the most fascinating things for Manchester United supporters to look at here. I don't think he's going to get the start. I still think that Manchester United are going to start with Anthony Martial and any team that starts with Anthony Martial has less of a chance of winning than me. He's been an absolutely awful signing for Manchester United for 90% of his tenure. Either he's been injured or he's been walking around the pitch with his hands on his hips, not pressing, not making an effort, which makes it very confusing why Eric Ten Hag particularly gives him chance after chance after chance when he's a very high-intensity manager who encourages a pressing game. Anthony Martial is certainly not a Ten Hag player and I think it would only be a matter of time before Hoyland does become the regular number nine. But of course, he needs to do his main job, which is putting the ball in the back of the net. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.